Welcome back to another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders. And man, are we headed down the last turn of this racetrack. And Josh, I have no idea, not just who's going to win this rat race, but who's going to be alive by the end of it. We're talking about Gangs of London. Josh and I just finished watching episode seven. I just finished about 20 minutes ago. So I am revved up and excited to talk. I don't know if we're often going to talk about something that happened at the very end, but this is one of those episodes, Josh, because I think finally all of the tension and all of the bubbling up of episodes one through six, I guess you take away the one bottle episode and it was, it was all, all hands on deck, you know, Marion brought in her family. And then finally Sean showed his true colors. Insane episode. A lot happened. A lot, a lot of build up to the end of that episode. A lot of those secrets that have been being kept from everybody starting to come to light uh, in the fold. Of course, did not expect Sean to take the news well, and boy, did he not. Yep. Just pops his his pops basically his uncle, and uh, now we've got to do Monty versus Wallace versus Mosi versus Luan versus Lale versus Asif. Are you ready for it? It's like a Royal Rumble. I don't even watch WWE. But I'm just, I, I'm just like, I'm honestly frustrated because I, I don't love Ed Dumati, whatever, but I, I agree wholeheartedly with him and I'm 100% on his side from concealing all the secrets because we saw how Sean reacted to it. So and he obviously kept, kept those secrets for good reason. I, I know we're skipping to the end right here, but it just – it's just something that's like very frustrating to me because he had to tell him at some point, and obviously that he knew the moment that he did tell him, it was all hell was gonna break loose. And I don't know, it's just it's it's crazy. I'm and I'm and I'm very curious to see how it goes in the next few episodes. Let's start at the beginning because it's got Ed Dumani written all over it. We've got a flashback to the day of Finn's death. I said maybe when I wrote this down but it got, you know, confirmed in the last scene. So we're at the day of Finn's death. I'm really liking these, you know, opening montage flashbacks with some Cole Meany in it, kind of answering the questions. And so it's, it's something where I feel bad for Ed because he didn't, he didn't ask to be put in this position. He wanted Finn to keep working with him, but Finn was like, listen, Ed, I'm giving you the keys to the castle. I'm running away with Floriana. Little did we know, he was going to steal $1.5 billion, maybe, allegedly, by the Dumanis. We're still not sure. A lot of, I would say, a lot more unanswered questions in this episode than answered questions. And so I'm excited for the final two. This one directed by the homeboy, Xavier Jeans. And I think the, the directorial aspect of this episode was great. I don't know if there were any weak spots, except for one little uh, soap opera-esque scene. Oh my God. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But let's talk about this opening scene and kind of how it leads to everything because it is the reason for the final scene. And I don't, I don't really think that Finn was, uh, was smart by doing this. And it's just, it just didn't feel right. And obviously now we know there's some mole and that's going to factor in somewhere where Javon clearly knew about you know Finn leaving, reason why he had to pull the trigger or he had to have a little brummy kid pull the trigger. And so it's, it's not something that's too topsy-turvy. It's pretty straightforward, the opening scene, Josh. But what was your, your main takeaway from seeing Finn actually confront Ed about this problem 
Ed had known about Floriana, obviously, and then says, Marion's going to kill you. And Finn kind of shrugs that off. But today we, we kind of see that Marion does have a decent backing with her family. Finn, I mean, every episode we find out more and more how big of a scumbag he is. He, he really isn't smart. Like, he seems like he's a, he's, a, he's a bumbling idiot in a way. It was so all it's kind, of, it's kind of, exactly, it's kind of shocking to see that he had this, this whole empire and it was just run by Ed and his son Alex. And all the investors wanted Alex to, to take over the business because they, they kind of see Sean as a spitting image of his father, who was an idiot and really had all these really lavish plans that, that had no, no backing and no reason to be carried out. And we find out that he stole over half a, a, a billion and a half dollars, a euros from the business. Pounds. And, pounds, sorry. I, I, I don't know why I said euros. <laughs> pounds. And it's just, it's more insight into Finn's character. We, we like think in the beginning that he's like this, like, you know, this, this mob boss, this business mogul, but he really is nothing. And, and maybe that's why he wanted to go away is because he knew that he, this life maybe wasn't for him and he found this love. And, one other thing is that we don't really know anything about Floriana still, and, I, and I'm curious when we're going to find out. I agree. We know that she's not in the basement anymore. So what we're going to do yeah. is we're going to try to follow. There are about four plot lines. You know, usually there's an A plot and a B plot. This episode had a C plot, a D plot, an E plot, and an F plot. But we'll just go over the A plot right now, which is the Wallaces. We, 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 we did see, you know, Elliot's information to Vic hold up until the Danish uh, devil cleared out the basement and Leif is just kind of watching them do their business from one car behind Josh when Vic is is going after his house why don't you, why don't cops ever check the car that's parked right behind them it's usually the bad guy right he's like sitting right there and she didn't even look to see if there was someone in that car but regardless I'm on a tangent Florian is missing we, we're not sure where that is and we can keep going with with Sean because we see Sean and Lale towards the end Lale, you know, was only in a few minutes of this, somehow survived like a crazy massacre that we did. That was like, no, that was the most annoying thing of all time that she survived. Like everyone's like under the rubble, all the shooting. The, the one thing I did like about that scene is that they kind of skipped the shootout. And, and I texted you this. I'm happy yeah. that they skipped the shootout because the shootouts could get very redundant and they were starting to get a little redundant. And I'm happy that they, first of all, skipped that. Um, I'm annoyed that she made it out the rubble because she should die because that was annoying. She just like magically wakes up and she's the only one that's alive. Yeah, I didn't um, like that either. Yeah, so I think that we find out also that her right hand Hikar dies. So oh, that's he's also, such a stud. I put. Yeah, no, he is. He is. He is. I put Kurdish hunk. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. He's got. He's got this like nice uh, voice. You know what I mean? Um, and then later on, I also liked how how Mossy and his gang didn't shoot out they just brought out these machetes and were swiping at people so like it would have been annoying if they just walked in and started just shooting machine guns and I thought that that was a creative twist by our boy Xavier Johns but um yeah I was annoyed by that lolly making out the rubble scene yeah so I, I I'm gonna have to reconsider because it's gonna be hard to just go over the Wallaces in this because they in, they affect so many of the other plot lines so we're gonna try to keep some sort of form in this episode because yeah we talk about Lale her building gets attacked I had no idea that it was in London I thought they were in like Kurdistan or Pakistan or some of the other countries in the Middle East when they're talking in Kurdish and all that stuff and then all of a sudden we find out when you know Elliot has to excavate the bodies and all that stuff and you know Sean sees it and then somehow Sean's 
bodyguards just leave him and Lale gets to jump into the car. But I did like that the writers added a twist to that and was basically like, Sean said, yeah, where, where the fuck's my, my security? That shows how lax the Wallace right. brand is right now. So that was good. I thought it was funny that Elliot had a, like a homeland, you know, a carry situation going where it's like all of these things on the wall. And, and you know, it's like incredible investigation method, but also the corniest way to walk us through every single character who's been in the show so far, right? Like we went one by one. Imagine if like Game of Thrones did that in season two. I think a lot of people might be happy because they forgot everyone's names, but at the same time, I don't know. I I can't really speak too much for myself because I did mix up Javon and and Asif's son. It it gets confusing. It it, it does get confusing. Uh, Then, you know, we, we really don't really know who Javon is really with like we don't know who all the people he, he's with and so neither does Elliot so it gives yeah. that perspective he puts him on the top and he puts a bunch of question marks kind of knows that he might be the mastermind behind you know Finn's death and kind of set everything in motion so he, it is a really big piece to the puzzle but it was corny um and then we also you know find out I guess since we're on we're on that topic of Elliot that we find out that the that his handler she's kind of uh, sketched out She's kind of sketched out with the whole Elliot thing. She's sketched out by the fact that she had a box cutter put to her throat. And so, and then we find out that there's other, you know, I guess the uh, people within the, the force of the unit that are kind of onto Elliot and they have another undercover onto Elliot and they want to pull Elliot. And that other undercover happens to be the, 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 the guy who was a part of that Brummy street game. That was such a crazy twist. And it was one of the first twists in this show that I absolutely did not see coming from any miles away. I didn't think that the bearded guy who was, t- who was looking over Shannon's house and kind of like getting into it with Elliot, you know, their eyes constantly arguing. I didn't think he was going to be working for some old white guy who actually runs the department that Vic works for. And he's getting ready to pull Elliot out because now they know that he's with Shannon. I liked that twist. I also thought the opposite of you. I thought Vic was way too calm about the fact that her investigating has led to people infiltrating her house, taking pictures of her and nearly cutting her face, you know, while she sleeps. It was the typical, you know, Elliot, there's a mole in the force. We're on our own. And I love that. I just wrote, we're on our own. Cause like that was the one trope that's been in, in all of these movies and shows where it's like, you've got an undercover agent. And then all of a sudden he's on his own because he realizes that the bad people have infiltrated the, you know, secret service or wherever they are. And so we obviously know that there is a mole because they cleaned out the basement. So how else would they have known that the police or whatever service they are was headed towards the Danish person's house? Regardless, we'll move on. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Ed Dumani, you know, because he uh, got approached by Luann. Luann with a, a magnificent episode. I, he is quickly becoming my favorite character in this show him with his daughter's birthday party and constantly like depending on his wife he's such a sensitive guy he's not like a a man's man that has to be like too good for himself none of that stuff he's he's just a real person and i love that they first made him out to be this monster in episode one and now he might be like the most relatable character in the show now that billy is billy's out the door no more relatability to billy that's gonna be something that I'm gonna talk about at the end. I cannot stand his character. It's getting really fucking annoying. But uh, Luan, uh, I agree. He's the guy who just wants out, and he's just waiting for that one moment to just get out. 
And we also, I mean, I don't know if this was clear, but he's Albanian because we saw on the subtitles that he was speaking Albanian. So that kind of puts it together a little bit more that like how the Albanians are involved and why they were, you know, in the, like, you know, maybe, I don't know, but I, I didn't know that he was Albanian before. I thought he was some, some other, I, I, I don't know. So the, the, the subtitles put that together, but I mean, he's at his daughter, his daughter's birthday party. His wife is a savage. And, you know, Mossy and, Mossy, the Mossy and his gang come after, I mean, we're not going to, I mean, I guess since we're talking about Mossy and Luan, that scene where they go and they, they go and they infiltrate one of the, the oldest investment in the most prominent investment companies in London. And they just go cut off the hands, Boston massacre on these people and just take machetes to everybody. And, and they cut off their hands, which we find out later is, you know, the is the punishment for a thief. Um, and Mossy is scary. Those guys that are with him are units. They're in those trench, those like beige trench coats. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know how I felt about the the beige trench coats. It's very much Michael Jordan, nineteen ninety eight, as he gets ready for the NBA Finals, and for some reason is wearing the the jacket from the mask. That's what it looked like to me. If you guys have been watching the Last Dance documentary, it, it was it was just crazy. But uh, then he goes to Luan's daughter's birthday party. Steals the dog from the from the investment company Zeus, gives it to Luan's daughter as a gift, sends a message to Luan subliminally, and you know the basically Luan's like, you know what, this is not my fault. This is not my fault. It's the Wallaces, and Mossy says, I don't care. My deal's with you, not the Wallaces. And so things are not looking good for Luan because we find out that it wasn't, and, and it wasn't anybody but Finn Wallace who stole the money. So it looks like Mossy is gonna probably have it out for Luan. Okay, so yeah, I did like the scene where Luan confronts Ed, puts a gun to his head. Ed calms him down. Ed is so calm with a gun to his head. And Luan goes from like cool and calm and a badass to like whimpering so quickly. And I didn't really like think, that from Luan. I think that Ed, I think Ed knows Luan and knows that he's not going to pull the trigger. I mean, like, and, and he knows that Luan is a scared guy who kind of maybe shouldn't be in this business, I think. I don't know. I think he kind of sees that in him. Now, I would say this is a great episode, very good, very comprehensive. Not the best episode to do a podcast about because it was so all over the place and there weren't a lot of moments that were up to speculation. But the one moment that I think was up for speculation that we can talk about for a few minutes here is I wrote down in the very beginning, very dumb for the Dumanis to think that Finn is behind this. And for some reason, it doesn't feel like it. It feels too simple for Finn to be the one to have stolen the money. I'm still. I'm still thinking, I, I don't know, I'm still thinking it was one of the, the criminals who stole the money, whether it be Asif or Mosi or Luan, and we're just kind of, you know, hidden behind the facade. That's just my, my guess still from last week. I don't feel like it's Finn. I want to go back to the fact that it could be Asif, and I want to discuss how much I oh, hate his dude, face. Dude, his shit-eating grin is so annoying. Like, it was just kind of, like, unnecessary for him to just, like, you know, take out the Kurdish factory, the flower factory, I guess. I don't even know what that place was. Like, what was the point of that? It was probably, that his, you know, it was probably a money laundering scheme, no, some sort of drug was, scheme. Yeah, no, of course. But I'm saying is that uh, then we see that Nasir, his son, is upset because people are people know that it was Asif and they're calling, you know, your father's a drug dealer, blah, 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 blah. So his son's pissed off with his father. His father's like, why are you mad at me? What, 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 what do you mean? You're over the poles. And he's, he's like, like, you're taking my money. Yeah, it's like, well, he's like, that's not how I wanted to start my uh, my tenure or whatever. So it's just like he has a shitting grin 
they like zoom in on his eyes, which are like bulging out of his like eye socket. Um, I'm just not an Asif fan, so I think that if it's not going to be Finn, it's going to be Asif who stole that money because he's a little too happy right now. Yep, and it's it all connects back to Javon or Javon and Asif working together. Javon meets with Ed towards the end and kind of acts like he has nothing to do with it. Like it, it was very weird. Javon's trying to like scheme with Ed, and Ed's like, "Dude, you're the one that set this ball in motion." And Javon is not long for this world. I'll tell you right now. I I have very little doubt that Javon will be evacuated from this uh, this reality pretty soon. He is yeah. just he's kind of he's not really useful anymore. I don't know where Javon found that it was necessary and warranted that he can complain to Ed Dumati, <laughs> yeah. considering that he kind of fucked everything up and set this all in fucking motion. So when he started complaining and like and like ma- making orders i was like who the hell are you you are nobody get out of here you might you you might have nice hair and a nice beard but you are nobody so earlier this week i rewatched a great movie the gentleman which is the guy ritchie film from earlier this year but it, it features hugh grant as a paparazzi and you know kind of going through the world of a papa and this episode was big for paparazzis so we've got you know two hired photographers that really are left a mystery until you know, the end of their storyline goes in this episode. The first one is like, I'm writing down, is Vic filming Elliot? Who's taking these pictures? And then I'm like, yup, it is the bad guy. I mean, it is the, the cops that, that have caught Elliot and Shannon. And Elliot catches him. He's the worst undercover ever, according to Elliot. Wants to get the bearded guy out of there. But then we see the bearded guy talking to the old white man. We talked about that a little bit. And then we've got Marion. Marion's scene with her family members was one of the longest drawn out, like eventually I got there as like my brain connecting it. It took me so long to understand what was going on. I've got, where is Marion? Oh, that's her big sister. Wait, what? She set her up to blow her up in the past? That was the unanswered. And then I was like, is Marion's family going to be another plot web? Yup, it is. And then we find out that Marion had her friend, the bald lady, taking the pictures of Ed, and that what connects us to the final family meeting, which we can get to. It's, it was a lot. We got an introduction to new characters, and usually you don't get introduction to new characters in the seventh episode of the, se- of, of, of the first season. So, I mean, I mean, you do, but that are so integral into the plot, and so they're kind of, you know, going to be reinforcements. They're the uh, very, you know, brute Irish forces. They're very you know, backcountry Irish people. So we kind of see that that's where, I guess, Marion gets her strong will from, you know, that her family's very strong will. I think it was her sister, her brother-in-law, Colin, and all of his, and, and uh, uh, you know, friends are, are the reinforcements. And he's kind of on to Ed, too, when he sees Ed uh, kind of spying on uh, the Wallace family, the Wallace and Dumondi family. You mean Elliot? At the end. I mean, Elliot, sorry. I always get Elliot and Ed mixed up at some points. But, uh, so he, Colin's kind of spying on him. So he's, he's smart. He's smart. He's tough. And I, these guys I, are smart, I think. I recognize that guy, Colin. It, it, he's got to be in Game something. Of Game of Thrones, maybe? Is that what it was? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. I'm, I just did. You know who he was? You know, who, you know who he was? He was Sir Marin Trant. Yes. Yes. Yeah, there it is. Boom. Yeah. Great connection. Another game. So we've got Marin Trant going up against Salvador San. Wow. That, that's awesome. Wow. Love to see that. With, with, with Marion Wallace, just yeah. with uh, Kat Stark. And I thought her, wow. I thought Marion Wallace's plot line in this episode was very much like Polly Gray, like going back to her roots, trying to like, you know, 
yeah. gather, gather up the, the Brummy family of all the gypsies and all those people. So that was cool. And so now let's get to the big family meeting. And it's that one line. Once again, we can all take a shot because Ed said for the good of the family, like four times, which is like the mantra yeah, of this season. Yeah. Everything is done for the good of the family. And then the best line of the episode, Ed says that Sean was out of control when Finn died. And Marion said, out of control? You mean out of your control? Boom! That was a great mic drop. And then Sean obviously, you know, blows off his leg. The, the thing is, is that, like, these are not Ed's words. These are Finn's words. These are, these are all the investors' words. Yeah. And so for, Mar- for, for Marion and Sean to act like it was Ed and Alex orchestrating all of this and pulling the strings is kind of so frustrating. It's like, open your eyes. Like, no, but they know. were a front for it. So right now they're the representatives of this whole thing. And Alex, Alex no. was lying. He was lying oh, no. poorly. And that's why I'm not, I'm not on Team Dumani. Obviously, Elliot and Shannon are not going to be allowed to see each other. So that's going to be a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. But we've got two more episodes. And there's so much that could happen. I, I really, as you mentioned, the one thing that I really didn't like about this episode were Lale and Billy. There was just no reason to have yeah. Billy be like a main point of the last five seconds where you know, it's a super emotional scene taken away when Sean is crying into his mother's arms and we're just watching Billy's reaction the whole time, which obviously he's going to be upset because his mom never coddled him. And then Billy left. So maybe he's going to join the Dumanis. I don't know. It was just like a very I'm weird st- thing. I'm so, I'm so fed up with, with the whole Billy. Oh, woe is on, woe unto me. Pity me. I'm a heroin addict and no one cares about me kind of storyline. Like, can we just, can we drop it? Like, we get the point. Like, unless he's going to do something, super outlandish he's gonna kill somebody he's gonna kill himself he's gonna reveal something um it's it's really getting old for a second i thought that he was gonna expose elliot when elliot was spying on them and he was gonna call him out you know in the middle of everything and and i I think that that might be his kind of role is that he might expose elliot and he might be the first to get onto elliot for being undercover and then that's gonna all break loose but I'm just really fed up with that storyline. He's in he's in the show for like five for like a minute and just as sad and upset. And it's like, what what was the point of throwing that in there? That was the only kind of you know that and the Wally emerging out of the rubble were the two things in the episode that I just didn't like at all. But other than that, this was this was amazing episode. The show is just elite. Like it's just it's just an elite show. And I, episodes eight and nine are just gonna be wild. Yeah, we're very ready for it. Go ahead and give us any of your thoughts. You know, we're loving all the comments that are rolling in about this show. Everyone seems to love it. Xavier Jeans is on top of the world on social media. So we're excited to hopefully have him back on when we're done covering it. He had one great, one elite next level cut. And it was at the very last scene with the family meeting when Ed says, we are all in danger. Everyone in this room. And then at each syllable, it cut to a different member of the family or the two families. And that was, I was like, that is so cool, Xavier. That's our boy, friend of the pod. And that's a great way to end this episode. You got any more, you know, I don't know, predictions, comments, remarks from this this one? I have a prediction just on the show in general, since we're kind of nearing the end of the season. I, and because, you know, kind of going back on something that I said at the beginning of the episode was we don't know anything about Floriana. We don't know. We know what she looks like. We know that she was kind of Finn's, you know, love interest. But we don't know anything about her. And I think that the, that, that cliffhanger from the end of season one is going to be a big, big, big reveal about Floriana. And I don't yep. know what, but I think it's going to be a big Floriana reveal and a big cliffhanger. I, I don't know. 
Okay, that's, that's, a, that's good. That's a good one. I would, I would be willing to guess that we're going to get one of the next two episodes. We're going to have a significant flashback to start it, which is going to be a lot answering all the Floriana questions. That's just my guess. But, you know, my guess is as uh, good as yours, as they say. So thanks so much for joining us, Josh. Thanks so much, everyone listening. As we continue to break this down, hit us up with other shows that you're watching because I am definitely in the market for a new show. You can only binge watch old Survivor episodes for so long. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking I'm open for any suggestions. So hit us up at B-O-O-T, Peaky Blinders at gmail.com or facebook.com slash Peaky Podcast. He's Josh. I'm Daniel. We binge so you don't have to.